Welcome to the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I'm your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is brought to you by Legend Picks and also artist Jeremiah Kalik. You can find links to our sponsors and more at the Metal Bob Live website. There you can also find links to the latest Metal Bob gear, including shirts, hoodies, and more. On today's show, I had the honor of speaking with Michael Beck, vocalist of the band Kings of Dust. He gets me caught up on all things Kings of Dust, and we also talk a little Eddie Van Halen. So sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello, this is Metal Bob here. We got Michael Beck on the phone from Kings of Dust. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. So, hey, congratulations on the release of the self-titled Kings of Dust album. It's freaking fantastic. You already know where I stand with it. <laughs> I do, and I'm glad I know it. it I, we really the, the we really appreciate your support, man. It's been it's been really cool. Very appreciated. Oh, buddy, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I it's one of the best records I've heard in a long time. It was kind of like a breath of fresh air for me, man, because there's just there's so much out there. I mean, there's some great stuff out there, man. But this stuff here, it, it takes me back, man. You know, you guys, you guys captured that old, you know, like late '70s sound. That's kind of what I got out of it, and I really enjoyed that. Well, that's that's. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly where we were aiming. So that's that's great to hear. I mean, we uh, we, you know, we're all kind of products of that of that time period anyway, um, and. You know, I don't think we could, I don't know if we could write a record that didn't sound like that, <laughs> but we decided to early on to concentrate on that bit of it because it's just natural. So, you know, like most records that you do, you got to please yourself first. And, and we did, and we are just blown away by the response that the record has gotten from, from, uh, you know, from people that have it, it's just been really kind of overwhelming. I mean, you always want it to do well, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know what they call it. Critically acclaimed. That, that, that's a bad word, but I'm going to use it. All right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, that the thing starts off with like an ocean, man. And I think, uh, you know, all the way down to keep the spirit alive, which I believe is the last track on the record. I mean, that, that thing from beginning to end it, to me is a masterpiece. I mean, I just, truly enjoy it i'm going to keep saying it because it truly is the best album personally that i've heard all year that's that's so great to hear man it really is it really is so uh so what's some of the updates uh with kings of dust what's going on at the moment well you know we had a a, a pretty good laid out plan when we released the record on march 13th which was also the day of the shutdown so our our timing is impeccable. Right. <laughs> to <laughs> and, say the least, right? <laughs> you know, oh, it's just, I mean, we couldn't have, we couldn't have planned this. I mean, nobody could have, but it's just, uh, we had uh, plans of touring through the summer. We had some, some uh, dates that were being thrown around through Oklahoma and Texas and some up uh, closer to the East Coast and, we even had some uh, some talk of going to Europe and maybe doing uh, a run through Japan and and just all kinds of stuff and you know of course it just got all put on the shelf so you know what uh, 
we got this record that we're really proud of and we weren't really able to do any of the plans we wanted. We planned on doing a, um, a video for the third single, um, which would have been What's the Other, and doing a full video for that during uh, the first part of the summer, right before we went out on tour. And of course, that didn't happen either. So, you know, we're, I'm sure we're like every other band out there. We're, we're kind of, you know, wondering what to do next. But in the meantime, um, you know, this was back in April when we were just getting ready to put a, a live show together. We kind of looked at doing that. And we had had got a set list together and we're, we're getting ready to, to dive in and then realized that we weren't going to be using it anytime soon. So we sort of made the decision to either, well, we can kind of go through this set and, and nobody knows when we're going to use it. Or let, you know, Greg actually said, well, let's just start writing another record. And so we did. So we spent most of the summer writing. We're about nine songs in and, uh, you know, we're probably going to go in the studio, you know, first part of next year and uh, start tracking the second record. Oh, that's great to hear, man. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a kind of, it's a, it's a, what else are you going to do type thing? But um, it, it's worked out well. We're, we've been offered some, you know, some of that, um, you know, some of the live feed things and to do some of that kind of thing. And um, we kind of do one thing at a time. We make sure that we have done it and then we move on. So I, I know that's the way Greg um, and Jake kind of operated when they were in Badlands. I'm kind of used to doing the same thing in some of the other bands I've been in where you, you know, you don't go in and start writing and then drop it all and go do something else. You kind of do what you're doing, you finish it, and then you move on. So that's what we've kind of done. And, and the new record is, uh, I mean, if you like the seventies kind of vibe from the first record, you're going to super dig the second one because it's probably more so. Right. You know, and like I said, you know, it, it definitely, you guys definitely captured that, uh, you know, Uriah Heap kind of came to mind a little bit when I, when I first, the very first time I listened to that album, you know, cause you know, I always, always thought that was a great band. You know, and they, they kind of... I, I, yeah, I, I have no problems with that comparison whatsoever. <laughs> but I mean, but there's obviously, there's a lot going on there. I mean, that was just one of the, the bands I thought of when I first heard the album. And I, but, it, you know, it goes on way beyond that, man. It like, and like I said, it was, you know, it's like nothing I've heard in a long time. Not without going back and listening to some of my old 70s and early 80s LPs. I haven't heard anything like that in a long time. Well, and I mean, it's again, that's kind of where we all live. We're kind of different pages of that of that same era. Um, both me and Ryan are a little more into the, uh, you know, Ryan's got more of a, he's really into the sweet and the babies, and but he's also really into Deep Purple. Um, he and Greg can just go on for hours about these obscure seventies bands that Jimmy and I are just looking at each other going, what? <laughs> so <laughs> they, they're, they, they kind of are, they overlap a lot in that era. Um, and in that, in those bands. And then Ryan and I 
overlap a lot in the in the you know, I'm a big fan of babies. I'm a big fan of sweet. I'm I'm a huge Van Halen and Kansas fan. Um and then Jimmy kind of comes from a different perspective again where he's got a lot of, you know, Jeff Picaro in him to where he swings very um in pace like is what it reminds me of. Um but he's got a an intricacy that, that Picaro brought to to his stuff. And so it's it's kind of a mixed bag, but you know, when it works and it, it seems like it's working well, you don't really question it a whole lot. Absolutely. So yeah, I know you'd mentioned Van Halen and that's actually one of the questions I had for you. I know that you uh from some of the past interviews that I've actually listened to you that you have been involved with, you, you, you mentioned Van Halen quite a bit. Uh so uh how was the uh Eddie Van Halen news? Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm along with most people of my age, um, you know, where, you know, even even my sons, I, I have two sons, one 22 and one 32, and I tried to bring them up right, and they, my older son's actually a guitar player. In fact, they both play guitar, um, but they, uh, you know, they know who Eddie Van Halen is. In fact, he, my older son has him tattooed on his arm. So, <laughs> um, he, he knows all about him. They both know about him, but for guys of my generation, Eddie Van Halen is something that is very transcendent, even what I can explain to them. He, I remember the first time I heard Van Halen, I remember just you know, with my jaw on the floor. Um, and I'm, you know, a lot of guys my age were like that and, there was a there was a point in time where he was absolutely king of the world, and everybody else lined up behind him. Everybody, I mean, there wasn't a guitar player that was doing anything that didn't get something from him at all. And uh, he, you know, you can't. I don't know if that'll ever be recreated. Right. You know, yeah, definitely the, was, uh, the respect factor for Eddie Van Halen is 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 over the charts. I mean, it, it, and and it should be. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I, Van Halen, and you know, through when I was going to high school, was my favorite band for sure. Um, I, uh, you know, you just can't you can't beat his. I mean, you know, crazy. Yeah, he's a great lead player. He, but his his ability and to me his forte always always was in the way he played rhythm guitar and the way he wrote songs i mean that that's i know a lot of great lead players but not a lot of guys that can write a song like eddie van halen could and although i didn't i didn't enjoy the hagar era nearly as much as i did the roth era because i thought they lost a little bit of grit um you know, I think Sammy's a way better singer than David, but Dave brings, you know, kind of the same thing. He brings something to the table that changed that position, and uh, it's just undeniable. So I, I just don't, I don't think you can explain it to a guy that, that, you know, isn't from our era what he meant to our era. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, you know, to me, you know, 
Sammy, I, I'm a huge Sammy Hagar fan. I mean, who ain't right? But uh, like, they're two, exactly. they were there were two different versions of Van Halen, and they were both great in their own right. I mean, and that's kind of the way. I, I, I think that's it. true. Like I said, I I I I enjoyed the the Van Hagar era, but I was a huge Van Halen fan. So I went more DLR band um, because it still had that little, you know, Eden Smile and, and Skyscraper. Um, are just great records. And, Absolutely. Um, they're just they're just unbelievable, and it's it's to me, and that's why I've mentioned Van Halen in past interviews. Roth is is maybe to me the best lyricist ever. He doesn't get nearly enough credit for that, but you really listen to his lyrics, like in Mean Street and Unchained and. And Romeo Delight and I'm the One. I mean, those are top-notch lyrics that he's singing, and really doing them justice. I mean, it's a guy that you know can just paint a picture with his voice. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Um, also, so let's get back to the Kings of Dust, um, if you don't mind. Um, so, is there? I mean, is there a album title possibly floating around for the new album? Uh, we've thrown a couple around. Um, we, we've narrowed it down to a couple. Nothing, nothing's been solidified yet. Again, we kind of do one thing at a time. So I think as the songs start to progress and we kind of get a feel for of where the record sounds as a whole, um, we'll we'll probably you know nail some of those down a little deeper. But the songs themselves. Um, like I mentioned, they're 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 very probably more so in that seventies vein than, than the first record. Um, you know, that first record spread its wings a little bit because the songs were written over such a such a long time between Greg and I. Um and you know, this one's been written since May. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's uh it, I, I think it it uh it's a little more cohesive record. Um, it's got the same influences, but I think they, I think they run a little deeper even. Right on. So now for people that don't know a lot about you, would you like to tell everybody a little bit about you and some of the other bands that you've uh, been in? Well, sure. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm originally from Nebraska. I'm from the Midwest. Um, I, uh, was in, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. I, growing up in, in the Midwest, you're, it's good and bad because you're always you're in the middle of the country. So touring is actually a, a lot easier because you're, you're in the middle of everything. You can go one way or the other. Um, and every time that I was ready to, to pick up and move me and my family or me, which of the case was at the time that I was talking about it, every time that I was talking about moving to LA and, and we talked about it a lot uh, between me and my wife, uh, I wound up getting a record deal where I was. So, um, you know, there was no reason to move earlier. And then, and I had, uh, you know, three or four record deals while I was in there. Um, um, Manila, Manila Thrills was the first band that I, I had a deal with and I toured behind and, we toured a lot, and and the guy that did the uh, record for Tora Tora wound up doing our record, and 
you know, great record and um, still proud of it today. And then I got a deal with a band called Scary Harry and uh, and another a band right before I moved called Chronic in 93. And then I moved to Phoenix in 94. And I was actually in a band with Greg's brother, Kenny, who was the bass player for Keel when I first moved here. And um, we kind of kicked around for a while. And and after that band dissolved in like the mid-90s, I really didn't, you know, my day job is a recording engineer and producer. So I own a, a recording studio I have since 99. And I really wasn't in another band. Um, I kind of concentrated on the other side of it until this came up. And like I said, this has been kind of going on for a while. It didn't, it didn't start out to be a, Hey, we're going to form a band. We're going to do a record. None of that was really in the, in the cards. It was, you know, Greg knew a, a guitar player. I knew a drummer. I didn't even really know Greg. Um, and we kind of got together with a different guitar player and a different drummer and, and started writing some songs and, and Greg, um, and a lot of people don't know this, um, is a, is a really good writer and a great arranger. And, um, so what he brings to the table for me is, I mean, as soon as he starts, I've kind of always followed the bass player anyway. So once he starts playing, melodies come to my mind pretty quick. And that's why we really kept coming back to this. We actually dissolved the band for a while. Um, Having a tr- we were having trouble finding the right drummer. We found some really good drummers and some 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 great guys, but they just weren't the right drummer for the project until Jimmy walked in and really solidified it. And um, yeah, it, it, that it, but this is like I said, this is my first record since the mid '90s, and it wasn't anything that was planned. It just kind of came out, and it really the the reason, and I, I've told Greg this a hundred times, you know, Greg's one of my best friends, but the reason that we're still playing together is because of these songs. <laughs> I've told him before, hey, man, I, I I love you to death, but the reason we're still playing together is because of these songs. Otherwise, we'd just be friends and go into car shows. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, oh, the songs, man. Jeez, hey, don't get me started, man. I'll th- I could talk about this album for hours, but well, I, I and I, I we really do appreciate that, man. I mean, that's that's really what it's about, you know. We, um, you know, the whole time that Greg and I were writing these, and and um, you know, some of the earlier stuff, like like an ocean was an earlier song, and and wolves was an earlier song, and ugly was an earlier song, and I liked the way. Um, you know, I do the majority of the lyrics and melodies. Greg has and um, does the majority of the writing or arranging. Um, there's been some, uh, you know, guitar player here, or uh, guitar player that we started with and has uh, kind of contributed also to the music side of it. Um, and Ryan is, is contributing hugely to this next record and and did some on the last record as well which yeah that's me and stuff so um those guys handle most of the music i handle most of the lyric and melody and and 
I, I think we both respect where each other are coming from. Um, it, it just kind of works. And again, a lot of that you don't, you don't question. You just let it happen. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I also, I did hear also that uh, some of the record stores have been having a, a little trouble keeping the record in, like they've been selling them as fast as they're getting them. Is that, has that been a... Well, th- yeah, that's true. And, and we had a, you know, we're, we're with Vanity Music Group and distributed through Sony. So uh, we had a little problem in that when it first came out, and I mean, it's a problem, it's a great one to have, that, uh, you know, I mean, we're not... We're not Bon Jovi, so and this is our first record. So most of the of this of you know is it, it was available in all well not all but most record stores, and um, you know but those those stores aren't going to buy twelve copies; they're going to buy two. And so it got distributed, and and through that first weekend that it was available, and that first week, I it sold pretty well, and most of the most of um, the record stores sold out of what they had fairly quickly, which was really cool, you know, and, and a huge surprise to us. Um, but unfortunately, you know, again, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. I think that had a lot to do with it. And Sony kind of took a while getting things restocked. And so we lost a little bit of momentum there. And then, you know, you're, you're supposed to tour to support the record. We're not doing that either. So we were kind of hung out in limbo for a while and, and, uh, you know, come around May, it kind of finally kicked back in and, and stores have it again. So you should be able to find it in, in most record stores, but you can always go to our website, which is www.kod.band. And, uh, there's a whole merch page there and you can get, stickers and t-shirts and of course the record as well awesome very cool man is there anything else michael that you would like to to promote at this time or anything else you would like to discuss well i i you know i i, I wish i could tell you a bunch of dates that were coming up <laughs> well it, it's gonna happen man it's gonna happen i i it's got to. i mean you know that that's and that's one of the reasons that we didn't do any of that live stream stuff is Honestly, this band has never played a live show. We have not ever played a live show. And until we started going through, um, you know, the, all, the, all of the stuff, you know, we've done the, the, the tracking in the studio, um, but we had never played a live show and we, we are itching to do that. And, um, no more so than now because we were itching back in April. So <laughs> I'm really hoping that happens soon. I, I hope to be, um, you know, out there touring on both records here next year. I mean, that's kind of the plan right now. Um, we're going to, uh, we're going to get this, uh, this next record done, get it tracked, um, you know, and just, just kind of keep moving on. Um, with the mixing and mastering and doing all that end of it until this thing, you know, gets buried. And then well, I guess we're going to tour on two records, which isn't a bad thing. Absolutely so, not, man. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very much looking forward to that. 
I I think we all are really just chomping at the bit to get out there and and play live because that's really what this what this band is kind of fueled on. Yes, and I I hundred percent agree, man. I I can't wait to witness that record live, man. I can only imagine. Well, most of the most of the first record was um, especially the rhythm section with with Greg and Jimmy. Most of what you hear on that record, I mean, I, I I don't think there was a third take on much of anything, and I know there wasn't a fourth. So most of what you hear on that record, um, you know, there's a there's, you know, we went back in and and overdubbed the vocals and we overdubbed some guitar stuff, but the the initial um, rhythm section um, is mostly one or two takes front to back and very little punch in. So it's, it's really set up to be a live band. And, and, and I think we're all aware, well, well, well aware of that. Well, brother, man, it's been great talking to you, man. And congratulations, you know, on the success of the Kings of Dust album. I, I've seen all the great reviews out there and, uh, it's definitely getting a lot of attention, man, which it rightfully deserves. Well, I, I, like I said, we really do appreciate that, man. And, and I, you know, to, to have it, to have it acclaimed the way it has been, has been a, um, just a, a joy because like I say, you, you, you kind of, you know, you write what you write, what you know, you're going to want to hear and you hope everybody else likes it as well. And, and we've been really fortunate in that, in the uh the way the record has been received and and you know when you kind of do something out of the norm and outside the box and there's you know there's a lot of bands from our era that are doing records but they don't they don't sound like 70s records and we we wanted that that there was a clear-cut thing from from the very beginning not only from the songwriting era you know standpoint but from the recording standpoint as well and from the mixing standpoint so we're glad that it has come over just like we intended it which is just a sheer joy absolutely man well brother it's been a pleasure man i really appreciate your time tonight thank you man i i mean having it that you know the best of 2020 is just icing on the cake so yeah thank you for that Absolutely. Once again, everyone, we got Michael Beck on the phone from Kings of Dust. Get out there and check him out. Uh, was it www.kod.band? That was it. I got it. All First right. Try. Get out there and check it out. Kings of Dust is available now. Michael, you take care of yourself, brother. I'll be in touch. Hey, thanks so much, man. Very right. much appreciated. Have a good night, buddy. Bye. That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Please check out our website, and also please subscribe to the Metal Bob Live podcast. Thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.